glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want to talk to you tonight on the subject of Does God Cause Our Sin Sickness? Now, there's a lot of things that you hear people say and you hear people that are always trying to find out, is it God's will for me to be healed? And certainly, as you study the Bible and you read some things in the Bible, there are some valid questions to be answered. And that's why I felt led by the Spirit of God to take the time to share some of these things because there are so many people that read things in the Old Testament And they don't know how to explain it. I mean, you may not believe that God sends sickness and you may understand that it's not God doing it. But how do you explain it to your neighbor when they do believe that he does send sickness? How do you explain to them some of these scriptures in the Old Testament? So I want us to look at that and I want you to turn with me to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. We'll begin there. I guess we could call the subtitle of this teaching pulling thorns and gathering rocks. (laughs) You know, in Mark, the fourth chapter, Jesus said that if you sow seed among the thorns, the thorns will spring up and choke them. So you have to pull out some thorns sometimes. Any good farmer knows if you sow seed where there's thorns and where there's ragweeds and all that, it has a head start on you. And it's hard to get whatever you plant, whether it's rice or soybeans or cotton or whatever, to overcome that handicap, see, because there's something already sapping the moisture and the fertilizer from the ground. Same way with a Christian spiritual life and individuals that don't understand the Bible is that Satan continually saps their energy and their spiritual power and their ability to resist the devil by bringing scriptures to their mind out of context or to their understanding where they don't understand it to where it'll cause them to believe that God is the one that puts sickness on them so they won't resist it. See, that's the devil's ultimate deception is to get you to believe that what has come to you is of God. Therefore, if you resist it, you're resisting God and that just wouldn't be right. And if he can get you to believe that, then he's on his way to having a heyday with you. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. Let's just read a few verses here. Well, let's start with the 15th verse first. Because you see the first 14 verses here tells you about the blessings of the law. Now, let's come down to verse 15 where the writer says, But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shall thou be in the city, cursed shall thou be in the field, cursed shall be thy basket and thy store, cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. And the Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke, 
in all that thou sittest thy hand unto. Now I want you to notice he calls this the curses will come upon you. This is the curse of the law. Now, since we've read that, let's move back up here into verse 1 of 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. Verse 1, it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Notice, they will come up on you and overtake you. Now that doesn't mean that you were going down the road and you met a blessing coming to you. That means that you're going one way and the blessings are coming after you so fast they run you down. How many of you think you could stand being run down by the blessings of God? (laughs) I believe I can stand some of it, can't you? Well, that's what he said would happen. Blessed shall thou be in the city, blessed shall thou be in the field, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store, blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Now if you blessed in all those places, you're just blessed. Isn't that right? This is the ultimate will of God for you in this life is to be obedient to what he has said to do, to observe and to do his commandments, and be blessed by all the goodness, the mercy, and the grace of God. That is the will of God for you on this planet earth. But now you see, this is concerning the law. This is the blessing of the law of the old covenant. Now, when we read verse 15 and down through a few verses there, he reverses that and he says, But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. In other words, there was not only a blessing part of the law, there was a curse that went with the law. If they didn't keep the law, then the curses came. Now what God did, he told the children of Israel, what is going to happen if you obey my commandments and if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now I think it's important that we understand what he means when he says hearken diligently. As I was studying that one day, the Lord impressed me to look up these two words. And I found out that I didn't know all that I thought I knew about what has been said here. The word hearken means to hear intelligently. The idea is to be obedient and declare. See, now I just thought it meant just to hear. It means to hear intelligently, be obedient to, and declare. Then the word diligently, I was just sure I knew what it meant. But the Hebrew word means to declare holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, far, fast, louder, and louder. Now if you read that with those things in mind, what he's saying, if thou shalt hear intelligently, be obedient to, and begin to declare for fast, holy, completely, louder and louder what God has said. See, there's something to that. Now, it wasn't just by chance that God said to Joshua, Let not this book of the law depart out of thy mouth, but meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that's written therein. See, don't let it depart out of your mouth. 
When you begin to speak what God says in His Word, it becomes established in you. It begins to be a voice inside you and will guide you daily. When you are tempted to do something contrary to what the Word has said, if you have continually spoken what God says, there will be a voice on the inside of you speak up and will give you direction in life. So God told Joshua, he said, Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then thou shalt have good success. So this is essentially what he's saying here, in other words. Now, you notice then that all of these blessings will come and overtake you if you are obedient to it. But now, the whole thing was that you be obedient to it and you're under an umbrella of protection. And by that, then you have escaped all of these curses that shall come. But then if you don't do it, then all these curses are going to come upon you. Now turn to the 29th chapter of Deuteronomy. And let's look at two or three verses here. Well, let's stop off there in the 28th chapter, the verse 27. Let's read that verse. And the Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt. And with emrods, and with scab, and with itch, whereof thou canst not be healed. And the Lord shall smite thee with madness, and blindness, and astonishment of heart. And he goes on to say a lot of things that would happen. Now come on over to the 29th chapter, and we'll look at verse 19 and 20. Now he's talking about something that will happen. And it come to pass, when he heareth the words of this curse that he bless himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace, though I walk in the imagination of my heart to add drunkenness to thirst, the Lord will not spare him. In other words, he says, if you take that attitude, that I'll escape it, even though I do with the imagination of my heart, then I'll escape that. He says, the Lord will not spare him, but then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy shall smoke against that man in all the curses that are written in this book shall lie upon him and the Lord shall blot out his name from under heaven and the Lord shall separate him unto evil out of all the tribes of Israel according to all the curses of the covenant that are written in this book of the law. Now, notice what he has said here. This gives you some insight into it. That these curses shall lie upon him because it is written in the covenant of the book of the law. It is not God himself making these things come to pass or putting these sicknesses and these diseases upon them. But it is their disobedience that caused the sickness, the disease and the problems of life to destroy them. Can you see that? You see, under the old covenant, if you got out from under it, it was the law, the letter of the law, brother. And if you didn't keep it, the curses hit you in the face. And when they got out from under it, then the curses came. And it's really unfortunate that it was translated that way into the English language because it throws a shadow on the truth of what God really is. It makes God look like a villain in the Old Covenant. Now, before I leave the broadcast today, I want to remind you that our CD offer this week is called What Are Doctrines of Devils? Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. You know, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy 4, 
the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, doctrines of devils is anything that you would say that God did and it be attributed to the devil, or anything that the devil did and you attribute it to God. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. You know, we see that today on television and on radio, people talking about what is so good and all of this stuff. Books on witchcraft they call good. It's just a runaway bestseller. As doctrines of devils is what we're referring to and show you why people get into so much darkness. Woe unto them that call evil good, good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength that mingle strong drink. What are doctrines of devils? Anything that's attributed to God that the devil did is a doctrine of devils. And you need to know that there are a lot of things that people are attributing to God that God didn't do and it'll get you in a heap of trouble if you call it that way. That's offer number 7241. It's called What Are Doctrines of Devils? Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.